What is up, everybody? I am Brett Popish, and this is Defiant. I'm uh, joined today. This is a little blast from the past, I think, a little bit. We got Dustin Duff back on the on the podcast with us. How you doing today, brother? Doing well, my friend. How are you doing? Man, I'm doing well. Thanks for uh, jumping on. Kind of impromptu, man. Been wanting to get you back on to talk some shit about politics and that sort of thing. You know, it's been a minute. I know. I'm, I don't know if I should be happy or sad that my prediction didn't come true. Sometimes I just want to be right. <laughs> well, I think we've been right enough about a, 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 a enough shit. So, you know, if one didn't come through within the time frame, I think you're okay. I know. I, I don't, I'm not saying that it's not going to happen, right? But it just didn't happen in the time frame. I thought for sure that they would have done something kind of crazy for those CBDCs to get, you know, pushed through or down our throats like they've been trying to do. So, you right. know, it is what it is. I'm happy that I'm, I'm happy, let's say to this point that I wasn't right, but you know, your ego always has to take a little hit every now and then. Right. I get it, man. For anybody out there that know what he's talking about, CBDC, central bank, digital currency, don't worry, don't fret. It's coming. It's still coming. <laughs> <laughs> it just didn't come in your timeline, but it most certainly is coming. Hey, before we get started, um, you have something special coming up uh, tomorrow, actually, and I want our audience to be aware of it because you are raising money for a particular cause. So can you talk about that for a little bit? Yeah, so I'm, uh, I am I ran this last year and, and I had a great turnout. I'm running Jess's Backyard Ultra here in Eaton, Colorado. Um, it's a 4.2 mile loop. It's called, uh, it's basically a last man standing event. So at the top of the hour, every hour, we're doing a 4.2 mile loop and it's for as many as you can possibly go. So last year, we were very successful. Uh, we raised money for the Hero Project who bought dog service dogs for people with PTSD and, and having issues coming back from service. And we raised probably, I think, I don't recall the exact number, but I know we raised over $5,000 and I got an email from them that we were able to uh, purchase over 30 dogs for vets last year. So that was pretty cool. Um, but this year, unfortunately... Everybody that's uh, known us for a while knows that I'm a high school football coach and uh, a player that I had two seasons ago, unfortunately, was um, killed in a motorcycle accident. And so, um, you know, he was in the hospital for three weeks. Um, rest in peace to uh, Trayton Tadlock. Um, but he was a great kid, uh, ROTC kid, wanted to serve his country, wanted to be a Marine more than anything else in the world. Um, he was in the uh, Swedish medical center down in South Denver for over three weeks, 16 plus surgeries, trying to, trying to keep him alive. And unfortunately he succumbed to his injuries. So with that being said, his family, unfortunately bears the burden of those medical costs, um, left behind from that incident. And so, um, I, I don't want to misspeak for them, but I, I can only assume you know, three weeks solid and over 16 major surgeries, um, in a big hospital like Swedish medical center, we're probably talking about the tens of thousands of dollars, um, in medical expenses that they've incurred. So, um, I'm just raising money, uh, an awareness. Hey, I would like everybody to just be aware, you know, when you're a young guy, like I'm all about, you know, having fun and doing things, but you have to understand there's, there's uh, repercussions to some of the actions that we take. And I've, you know, been very fortunate in my life where I've gotten by without having those happen to me personally and some of the crazy shit that I've done. Um, but with that being said, you know, it's always the people that we leave behind that bear the burden of, um, our decisions essentially. And so, you know, I'm raising money for his family to help them with some of those medical bills. Um, I have some people that are going to sponsor me per mile. Um, I'm trying to push for 60 miles, hundred K 
Uh, this is the first time that I'll ever do it. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I'm not totally trained for this. I kind of went on a, I'm going on a whim a little bit. I've been training hard for about three solid weeks out in the heat and stuff, trying to get ready for it. But I'm not, not at the, not at the level I feel I should be at for a race like this, but uh, I have some people sponsor me like a dollar, $2 per mile, but I also have a couple uh, big time runners in the community that are going to, um, if I hit my 60, they're kind of, you know, putting a, a benchmark on that for me. They're, they're going to donate about a thousand dollars each. And so, uh, we're going to try to help him them out with that. So That's I'll awesome. definitely shoot you the link. Um, Good. if you're willing to post that, Brett. Yeah. Uh, we will put that in the show notes. Cause I think that's important. If you, uh, do you, is this going through a GoFundMe or where's this going through? Yeah, there is a GoFundMe set up. Last time I checked, I think um, there was about $4,000 left. I don't know how that works. It, you know, I, I'm not a big GoFundMe person because I don't like the fees that they charge people, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, I get that you have to, I mean, it, there's a cost to running these services and stuff. Like, I get it, but it just kind of stinks sometimes because the, some of the money raised, you know, gets gets lost in some fees and stuff. So um, one of two ways, there is a GoFundMe. I'll send you the link for that GoFundMe. Or if people want to reach out to me directly, um, I'll be, uh, at least a lot of people in my personal life, I'm going to, you know, gather what I can and people that didn't necessarily want to use the GoFundMe. Um, and I'm just going to, uh, you know, take a check over to them and, and give it to them directly and say, hey, this is free and clear of any fees. You don't have to jump through any hoops here. This is just for you. Um, and, you know, we'll make sure that there's an accounting for everybody so they can see. Um, I'll definitely document, you know, writing that check for everybody and that kind of thing. So. Okay. That's fantastic. And yeah, and we will certainly put the uh, link in the show notes. I also would like to put your uh, social media handles in the show notes as well. Um, I think most people listen to this probably were following you anyway, but just in case we have, we've picked up some new listeners that might not know who you are. I want to put your uh, social social media links in the show notes as well. So they can follow you as well. I don't know if we'll get it up in time for your actual race, but maybe we can get it up by Saturday at the latest. Yep. And I'll be um, updating everybody on my story on, on Instagram. I tried to do all my social media last year. And when you get to about six or seven loops, dude, and you're getting over like 30 miles and stuff, you really don't, give a shit about social media. No, so no. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to keep it very singular. Um, I have a little bit of a different plan. So I have a little bit of a, a section that I'm going to walk for about 30 seconds in every time. So if I can, you know, I'm going to have my phone with me most of the most listen to my music and stuff. So I'll try to pop on and, and try to update everybody every couple loops and just tell, you know, kind of give everybody, you know, a gauge on how, how much this sucks. It's going to suck. It's okay. You know, it's, it's, one of those things where in my mind, um, I'm very fortunate that I can go do something like this, even though I know the pain that's, that's going to happen. Um, I've done these before and, you know, your legs hurt terribly. And especially when you're not trained up for it, you know, you never know what, what's going to happen, but I'm fortunate that I can go do this. Unfortunately, you know, trading can't do that anymore. So, right. you know, I got to be able to do that. And, uh, so, but I'll try to, I'll try to keep everything, everybody up on my story. Uh, if you follow me on Instagram, I think it's just Dustin.duff. And so it's D-U-F-F -F at the end. If you search that, I'm just, there's a, I think my, I think my profile pictures of me running too. So I yeah. think it's pretty, pretty easy to see. So. Okay. Well, that's awesome, man. Well, congrats on doing that. And uh, like we talked before we came on the recording, you should download uh, Goggins Never Finish book. That'll get your mind right. Cause it's all about running ultras and all the crazy shit that guy does, man. So that'll give you some motivation while you're out there. Well, I made up my one playlist and you'll be happy about this, but Tom McDonald's new song, American flags. That's the first, very first song on my, uh, nice. on my list for, I have two different lists. I have my, 
keep it calm list. So I don't go too fast in the beginning, but when it starts to really suck, I have an amp up list to try to kind of get that motivation going again. And that's on that amp up list. So. There you go. Some Tom McDonald, Adam Calhoun, you'll be good to go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cool. Well, hey, uh, to start us off, I want to share with you a little story I had. You know how I like my stories, right? So this past weekend, I go to see uh, Sound of Freedom. And I know we've all seen all the bullshit on social media about some you know, shenanigans happening with the different theaters. And not nothing like that really happened. I'd tell you what surprised me about going to see Sound of Freedom. The theater was packed. There was probably... I got up in the middle of middle of the show uh, to use the restroom, and I would say there was probably maybe six open seats in that entire fucking theater. Now, this wow. is a movie that's been out has <clears throat> been out well since uh, Independence Day, right? So for a full month, by the time I went and saw it, and it still is drawing that type of a crowd. But the one thing that I found a little interesting, well, a couple things, when we walk into the theater, you know, right outside of the theater where they have like the marquee that tells you what movies are playing in each individual theater that they're all led tvs now this particular theater was not advert they did not advertise what movie was showing in the particular theater and i went with my parents so i i turned to them and i'm like did the guy at the front tell us theater 15 and my mom looked at the ticket and she's like yeah so f for whatever reason all the other theaters had had it lit up with whatever movie they were showing except this one now, take that for what you will. I will say that I find it rather fucking disappointing that the mainstream media has been silent about this movie or has been spreading complete and utter misinformation about the movie, calling it, you know, a QAnon's wet dream or, you know, I don't even know what other bullshit um, comments that CNN and MSNBC put out about it. But I will tell you, there was nothing in this movie that would indicate anything political in any way, shape, or form. And it's a damn tragedy to me that you have the media and other politicians trying to politicize this as being a far-right QAnon uh, conspiracy theorist movie because it contained nothing of that sort within this movie. Nothing. Well, and I've been meaning to go see that movie, but, you know, for those that haven't maybe just started following you since you and I kind of, uh, we stopped doing Uncommon, you know, I lived this. This I was. I I dealt with human trafficking. Yeah, I was in the narcotics and the vice unit at the Denver Police Department for a time, and so, you know, we were at the very very beginning stages of a lot of this human trafficking stuff. And a misperception that a lot of people have are some of these escorts that these old geezers, you know, order up and do all that kind of stuff. We would literally take girls out of negative situations and they would be so brainwashed and so addicted to dope from what some of these motherfuckers would do. And they would, dude, they would go back to them. We would have them set up with funds. We would have them set up with like a hotel room until we could find placement for them. We would be getting them out of these situations. And what they, people don't realize is, is like it is brainwashing to a crazy degree. Like, I, I mean, you can't even fathom. It's almost like stuff you see in some of those old movies in, you know, for Vietnam and, and some of those old things that they're talking about brainwashing in the, you know, in the war scene and those kind of things. It eclipses that because they get these people at such a young age. We had a girl, just for one story, we had a girl that was like 14 years old, dude. And we order up, you know, we'd order, we used to go to this site called Backpage and we would go on there and we would just, you could just literally, it was like a menu and they would put their pictures and all kinds of shit on there. And, and it was just, 
you would go on there and you would order up, you would call these random numbers and you'd have to act like a John, right? And you just order, order these people up. We go meet them. And one of them ended up being a 14 year old girl. And we got her out of the situation and she was so mad at us for getting her away from her pimp because he had been feeding her dope and bullshit for over three years or something like that. So that would mean that she needed to be taken around what, 10 or 11 years old. That is fucking disgusting. Okay. And she literally ran away from us several times. We had to go get her several times and we ended up shipping her out of state because that was the only way we couldn't, we could get his claws off of her. Wow. Right. And so you know, my, I'm kind of hesitant to go see that because of the anger that I did. I do still hold that to a certain mm -hmm. degree. I mean, I, I've let a lot of stuff from the police department go, but that's, you know, shout out to Dan Steele. I know that I've never said that name on here, but he was my sergeant, you know, in the vice unit at the time. And he was a pioneer in Colorado. He was a huge pioneer in the entire sex trafficking scene or the, or the, uh, the human trafficking scene. He wrote the book and ended up, they, they basically made a task force for him to start combating this issue. That's how bad that he started to show it was. And we would have, I'm, I'm not kidding you, man. He would have hundreds of cases. And this is back in, I don't remember exactly when it was probably like 2000, I don't know, eight, nine, 10, somewhere in there um, that I was in the vice unit. And, you know, and I mean, it was that bad then. Think about what, think about what you're dealing with now yeah. with the people trying to make this, not necessarily, I don't want to say they're making it okay, but they're turning a blind eye to it. So what happens with the criminal is, is they, they know, okay, well, I know that I'm not going to get, I'm not going to get attacked for this. I'm not going to get uh, track down for it, so to speak, right? They're not they're not really putting a focus on these things. So the problem only gets worse. I call it the evolution of the criminal. Yep. And it just makes you sick, dude. And, well, and I, I know I need to see it, but I'm still kind of just hesitant because of just my past experience. Well, and I, you know, I was hesitant to go see it too, but I'll tell you, once the media started putting all their bullshit out about it, trying to paint this narrative of something that it really wasn't. I was like, okay, I've got to go see it. And I, I went in there with a critical eye to say, okay, is the media right? Are they, you know, are they really talking about the QAnon type shit? And they're, and they're not at all. The, the story follows Tim Ballard, which was a, uh, he's a Homeland security agent who was in, who, who was in charge of catching pedophiles. And the movie starts out and I don't want to give it away, but the movie starts out right away where there's his uh, partner off of a raid is basically looks at him and he's like, I don't, I can't do this, man. Cause think about how difficult it would be when you're talking about children, right? And you're, you're busting these fucking pedos that have videos and all this shit with children on them. And so the movie starts out with his partner or, you know, one of the other agents basically saying, I can't do this. He's like, you know, what is the point? And the uh, Jim Caviezel playing Tim Ballard looks at me and said, what do you mean? What's the point? He's like, uh, his partner says, well, how many, uh, how many pedophiles have you caught? And he said, proudly, like 270 or something, which is great. And his partner looks at me and said, great. How many children have you saved? And you see this blank look come across his face. And that's the start of the movie because Tim Ballard basically went from catching pedophiles to saying, okay, how can we save children and protect kids from having to deal with this shit and kind of flipping it going, okay, we need to catch the pedophiles. We need to catch the traffickers, but we also need to put a focus on how to protect and save these children and get these children out of this, out of this scenario, right? But what's fucking gross is when you see MSNBC and CNN and all this shit trying to create a narrative around this movie that, that does not exist, you have Kevin McCarthy hosting a free screening for the entire House of Representatives and not one fucking Democrat, not one Democrat showed up for that screening. 
Now, why is it that child sex trafficking or child trafficking in general is politicized? Why is it that the left side of the aisle in Washington wants to turn a fucking blind eye to what's happening and say, we're going to ignore it because we don't want to even be perceived to, to look as if we are um, sensitive or uh, I, I'm drawing a blank on the word, but sensitive to what's happening. I mean, don't you find that to be fucking disgusting? Well, it just, it, it makes me angry, dude. You know, I mean, honestly, I mean, it's, here's the thing is we've gotten so politicized in this country, right. That you can't even like take one step to the left or right. I'm not even going to go, you know, right versus left or anything. And I'm just saying on either side, it's like, if I take one step to the right, if I'm on the left, even one to say, you know what, we need to protect our kids, then it's automatically you're MAGA, you're this, you're that, you know, or if you're on right. the right side and you say something about, well, I just pick an arbitrary thing about, you know, gay people and you take one step to the left, it's all oh, now you're a liberal, you're far left, you're, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's so freaking polarizing at this point that it's sick that people can't just be people. Like, you're going to tell me, you can't sit there and tell me as a person, just as a person, the, the, the emotional level of being a person, you can look at stuff like that and know that it's going on and say that it doesn't bother you. Right. Can you honestly say that? There's no way that you can possibly say that and be human being unless you're a fucking psychopath. That's right. Like psychopathy and sociopathy are the only two categories where you literally have zero emotion when it comes to issues like this. Yep. So either you're a psychopath or sociopath, or you are so ingrained in a fucking political party that it it's like clouding you as a person. And that's that's the issue that I have with this. Before we go too far, I just want to say this. I heard that there's a bunch of companies getting started up trying to combat this issue. You, any of you look at recruiting ex-cops, anything like that, I am not that tied to real estate. I love real estate, don't get me wrong, but if I need to get involved with a cause that I believe in like that, fucking hit me up because I sign me the fuck up. Because yep. I mean, I have prior experience and I've done these investigations and done a lot of this online shit and everything else. You want a good, you want a good ex-cop to fucking that has good, you know, good intentions to take care of this shit. You reach out to me because I want to be a part of something like that. But I just have such a hard time with everything being so politicized and so polarizing on both sides of the aisle at this point. I like know. there's cer certain central issues that we should be able to come together as a, as normal fucking everyday citizens, every day. Like I just am a, a batter of different hormones and emotions and everything else. And I know the difference between right and fucking wrong. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't need to be political. This is not, this does not need to be a political issue. Right. This happens to be a political issue where you have one side of the aisle that's, you know, like I said, turning a blind eye to it, but there's other issues, right. That are going on in our country all the same that the other side is turning a blind eye to at the very same time. And it's, it's starting to just get under my fucking skin. And when it happens to kids, dude, kids are the most vulnerable and most innocent things on the planet next to your dog. Your yep. dog is the only thing in your life that you could come home. You could literally yell at that motherfucker, walk out the <laughs> door for 30 seconds. You come back and he's like, Hey, how are you? Right. <laughs> right. Cause the dog Have just wants seen? to be, the dog just wants to be loved, man. They don't care. Right. And so, but that's the same thing with young kids. 
Young kids aren't taught. Young kids have no idea about hate. Young kids have no idea about skin color. Young kids have no idea about gender identity. No, young kids don't have any idea about any of this stuff. And they're, they have, they're full of innocence. It's all the fucked up grownups in this world and the, the messed up things that everybody's deciding to put on TV and on the Disney channel and everything else. That's making, that's giving these kids different perceptions that this stuff's accepted. Yep. And I don't want to go too far down the rabbit hole of what's being, you know, those books that are in schools and all that. Again, you, everybody has their own opinion on that, but you're sexualizing kids at such a young age at this point. Now somebody goes up to them and they think at 10, 11, 12 years old, that this is a normal occurrence. Mm-hmm. It all ties together. You, you know, if you want to say that you're indoctrinating them, if you're grooming them or whatever terminology you want to use, you put books like that about sucking dick in, you know, a 10 year old's hands right. and then he gets taken by some, some creepo fucking adult, right? He gets taken in a van and, and disappears from, you know, from, from parents that probably are absent anyway, let's just be honest what it is. It's, it's shitty parenting most of the time, but he gets taken away. But it's normal because that's what he's been told or she's been told. Yep. Well, you you mentioned one particular company, and let's talk about that for a minute. So uh, Disney, so this film, this film was done filming five years ago. Five years ago. People don't realize that. And Disney owned the rights to it. And for some reason, Disney fought and fought for the for to suppress the movie. They didn't want to release the movie at all. And whoever, whoever the powers that be at Angel Studios, Angel Studios is the one that finally was able to bring it out into the public, uh, into the public eye and, and release it. I don't know how all that went, but basically Angel Studios had to sue Disney for the rights to the movie because Disney wanted to shelve it entirely. Now you go back to what you're talking about with all the different shit that Disney puts out for kids to consume. Is it any wonder why everybody thinks or why a lot of people think that the, that the employees at Disney are fucking groomers when they put out sexualized shit in cartoons, but yet a, a, a movie that's going to raise awareness to some awful shit happening. Disney says, no, nope, we, we can't have that out here. We need to suppress that. It makes you kind of wonder, uh, you know, how dirty Disney's hands are with this, with, with the same uh, child sex trafficking. Well, and I think that what this, what you just said, you know, I'm just going to tie onto what you just said about the awareness aspect of it. You know, I try to spend less time on Twitter these days, but I do follow a couple of pages. There is a contingent of people going after pedos, you know, in Colorado right now. I see some posts by them, you know, they, they caught like a school administrator. They've caught some several other people, like higher profile people in the, you know, dealing with kids, I guess, is, is the best way to put it, right? Like a mm-hmm. different child care centers and some school districts and stuff like that, that they're around kids and they're actually, you know, pedophiles. Um, so there, that there's some good awareness going on. I've also seen some videos. I don't remember if it was on Facebook or if it was on Instagram, but it was this guy and he was showing this bouncy castle. It was like this fair thing. And there's like bouncy castles all over the place. And he literally goes to the back of the bouncy castle and it's right next to a, a busy roadway where there's a ton of people walking. And he's talking in the video and he's saying, hey, the just like Sound of Freedom, like, you guys don't understand. You're bringing your kids here. They're in the back here jumping. Look how easy I can grab this kid. And I think it was his kid because the kid didn't react to it. I think he sent mm-hmm. him in there. But he literally just reached over the edge of this bouncy castle thing and showed how fast, you know, somebody's child could literally be taken away right off of a major street. And you wouldn't even know. Right. Right. Well, and so yeah. I, I, I think that there is a great deal of awareness that came from that. And I think this movie was extremely important. Right. Um, and I, I, again, I can't find 
a good reason why somebody would turn it down. Like I'm with you on that. Like, why? What? What is the thing now? If you had something that was like truly racist in something, or you know, you had something that was like truly sexist, or like, hey, burn some this, you know, group of folks at the stake if you see them type of thing. Like, we're not going to put that on our platform. Like, I totally get that stuff, right? Right. But when you're just raising awareness about, again, the most vulnerable population amongst all uh, all populations worldwide. Like what, what, what is your excuse? Like, what do you have a good excuse? Like, no, no, I I don't, I don't get it. Not one that I can come up with. Not one that I can come up with at all. And all I would say to anybody out there listening, that's been hesitant about, you know, wondering if you want to go see it, I highly recommend you see it. You know, it, it, it ends up the story itself, the movie itself does have a, have a, have a good ending. I don't want to call it a happy ending just because of what happens. I mean, it, it, it's an, it's an awful fucked up situation, but it does have a good ending. But the, the fact that it brings awareness to what's happening is why everybody needs to go see it. That that's really what it boils down to. And awareness is the key. Awareness is the key when you, when you're out with your children, you know, to not be on your phone, to not be distracted, to be paying attention to your surroundings. Like that's really what it boils down to. You know what I mean? If your children are going somewhere where there's adult supervision uh, in, in, a, in a public setting, make sure you know who, who the chaperones are. Make sure you know who the parents are. You know what I mean? Just make sure you know where your kids are going to be to avoid that shit. But that's really the whole purpose of the movie is to bring awareness to it. But I do want to kind of segue a little bit into some lighter stuff. So we leave the movie theater and what fucking movie has been the talk of the town over the last two weeks? Barbie, right? Dude. It's a fucking cult. Here's what I mean by that. So I'm standing out at the corner talking to my folks as, as we're getting ready to separate and leave to go out our separate ways. And people are walking in to go see this movie all dressed in pink, right? Apparently, in order to go see Barbie, you got to dress up in fucking pink. Now, I'm not just talking to women dressing in pink. I'm talking about their cuck fucking boyfriends dressing in pink right along with them. I saw so many and it bugged me, man. I'm sitting there talking to my parents and I'm, I'm literally watching these dudes walk in. You can tell they're not like the gay boyfriend or nothing like that. No, these are the, these are the boyfriends walking in wearing fucking pink halter tops. And it, 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 it amazes me how feminine men have gotten lately. And you see these videos of these women put, putting out on fucking uh, Instagram and TikTok talking about how hard it is to find a real man because all the all the younger men these days are feminized. And holy shit, dude, they are. Like, these are the straight-up cuck boyfriends that are probably sitting in the corner watching their girlfriend get fucked by another dude because they just want to make her happy. Like, I don't understand what happened to the testosterone level in men today. It's amazing to me. We had the, what, what do they call that? The boss. I'm a boss, bitch. I don't I'm know. I'm a boss bitch, right? Isn't that what isn't that what the whole like a lot of the feminist movement was about? Was like, I'm gonna be a boss bitch and I ain't gonna be told what to do, and I'm not gonna do this, and I'm not gonna do that, and I don't need a man for this, and I don't need a man for that. I don't disagree. Like, if you want to be on your own and you want to, you know, take all of those responsibilities on yourself, like more power to you. But the funny thing is, is you're absolutely right. The biggest thing that comes out of a movement like that is and you can hate him or like him. Andrew Tate says it the best, though. It's like when the fucking shooting starts or the, like the the chaos actually starts, who is the one person that you're calling? 
<laughs> right. Hey, who do you, who do you want to show up, dude? Do you want your little 90 pound boyfriend soaking wet in a t-shirt? You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, you think muscles are toxic masculinity or, you know, you think going to the gym or training jujitsu or, you know, shooting guns and going hunting, you think that's so toxic and I don't need a man like that. You know, you, you want that until the guy's breaking through your door and he's like, Hey, guess what? I'm going to fucking take you and all your kids. Then <laughs> right. they, they, you ain't a boss bitch then. Right. Yeah. You know I, what I mean? Well, the, it, the only just real quick, one last point on that. So I did, I just, I, I know that you, you know, that I teach some, uh, I don't necessarily want to say self-defense, but I teach like, like threat recognition classes sometimes sure. for real estate agents. Right. Yeah. And it's funny because, you know, all these other ones are like Tybo. I'm going to teach you how to punch. And you know, my philosophy, if you're not in the gym every single day, or at least, you know, twice a week learning how to punch somebody, you have no business trying to throw a punch. Like you're a fucking idiot, but yeah, you're going to break your wrist and your thumb. <laughs> right. And I, so I, you know, I get real with them though. And I start that my talk off by just being real with them and saying, how many of you have actually been in a fight? You know how many women out of like, I don't think there was like 11 in there. You know how many of them actually raised their hand? Not many. Zero. Right. Zero. And so I, I just give them the example. I said, I'm 175 pound, 180 pound man, and I'm not big. But if I'm on top of you and I have control of you, do you think that you trying to punch me in the face is going to do anything? Right. And it's like, you ain't, a, again, you ain't a boss bitch then, but this just going back to your, your point, it's like, it's created a whole contingent of estrogen filled males, you know, and then we wonder why people are having, you know, sexual crises and, and wondering if they're the right gender or identity is because, you know, they've been eating soy boy fucking lattes for the last 10 years. And now they're starting to grow bitch tits because, you know, their estrogen <laughs> levels have gone through the roof. Right. Stay away from the soy fellas. The, the one solace I have is I'm looking at the masculine men probably told their girlfriends, you can go see Barbie by yourself. I'm going to go to the shooting range. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or I'm going to fix the car because it just, it, it just amazed me, man. And I'm sitting there and my, my mom and dad both are laughing at me. And I, I mean, I'm, I'm being loud when I'm being like, what happened? And I think my daddy made a comment. He's like, man, he's like, you're going to get in a fight. And I'm like, yeah, I better get out of here. Cause it's just, it's not good. <laughs> it was all a distraction, right? Like I get, I get why people go to movies. People generally go to movies like Lord of the Rings or something like that, because you want to kind of escape from your own reality. That's, that's the truth, right? right, right. Or you want to have like a fantasy about, you know, girls like the love stories so they can have the fantasy about the guy that, you know, leaves for 12 years and then comes back and steals them away from, you know, their, their, soon to be fiance, like in the notebook or some shit, you know what I mean? Right, they, want, exactly. they look like this fantasy thing. They don't want it like to be reality, but you know, I just think movies like that, it's, it's crazy when you say cult, cause it's, it just makes you think it's like, how are there such a strong contingent of people that are willing to go through all of those steps that you just said, wearing pink, dressing like Barbie, doing all kinds of weird shit just to go to the movies, okay, for a movie, a movie. To sit there for but an yet, hour and 45 minutes in the dark. But yet, but yet, just, just tying it in with our previous topic, yet you can't identify, say, a quote-unquote cult to combat child sex trafficking. <laughs> right. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, oh, I, get I, it. I just have such a problem with things right now, man, especially with like social media and everything going on that everything is such a distraction. And I think the saying goes, you know, once you've 
woken up or, you know, now once you're awake, you can never unsee after what we went through with the pandemic and everything that you and I have done in the past and talked about and dug into and, you know, world economic forums and, you know, deep state and, you know, a lot of the different stuff that we used to talk about. Once you really kind of analyze and you see things like that, everything else, even football for me to a certain degree is a distraction. It is a distraction for what is actually going on in this country. It is a distraction for things that are being pushed under the rug on a daily basis, unless you literally watch some of these hearings that are going on or anything like that, unless you actually pay attention to the bills that are being proposed and how the changes are going to affect your life. Like this is all one giant distraction. And if you look on TV, I got sick the other, I went to grandma's house last weekend and I don't ever watch network television, but she had a couple shows that were taped off of regular TV. Okay. So we had to do the fast forward through the commercials and for two segments on commercials, this, I don't remember, I think it was FX and, uh, Two segments, I, I said, I'm just curious. I want to see how many pharmaceutical commercials there are in two different segments, okay? So you figure, well, let's just say there were two minutes, two-minute segments or whatever. Brett, over 90%, 90% of those commercials were pharmaceutical. Yeah. 90 and you wonder why we're the sickest country in the world overall from a mental mental health standpoint. And so you know that all these people, and I'm just tying it all together, is you're distracting yourself with some of the shit you're seeing online. You're distracting yourself with the TV shows you're watching at night. You're distracting, distracting, distracting. But yet at the very same time, you're getting indoctrinated with, hey, you feel bad. Guess what? Hey, motherfuckers, let me let me cue you in on a little something. Life sucks sometimes, and you're not going to feel good all the time. Guess what? Life's a little tough when you become an adult. And guess what? When you have 15 fucking bills and you got to pay insurance and you got to figure out when, say, the housing market turns and you got to get a second job and you got to do some shit. Life isn't always peachy and you're not going to be happy all the time. But taking a pill for every little ailment that you have in your life isn't the fucking answer. Like, it drives me insane. Well, the pill just numbs numbs you and it's going to mask you know, mask the pain that you're dealing with for a very short amount of time until you take that next hit and then you take the next hit. And then all of a sudden, oh my God, I feel depressed. Well, now you got to go to the doctor to up your meds because now you feel even more depressed. It's just this vicious fucking cycle. And the reality of it is if you just get off the computer, shut down the TV, go get some fucking exercise, go get some fucking sunshine, eat healthy, you know, do some basic shit to, to better yourself. You're probably going to be in a better position, right? Actually produce it something rather than just being a fucking consumer and a slug. Right now, real quick, I'm going to transition. I want to go to uh, some quick rundown here, rundown shit real quick. So I saw this the other day, Uh, Michigan house. Thank God we don't live in fucking Michigan, but it's quickly coming here to Colorado. Michigan house passes bill making wrong pronoun use of felony. Now you got a state where the fucking governor championed defund the police in 2020. We don't want to hold anybody accountable. Except if you use the wrong word to refer to somebody. And now we're going to throw you in fucking jail. Do these people not understand the basic fucking premise of the English language? Here's what I mean by that. A pronoun is what somebody uses to refer to you when you're not around. Okay? So, Dustin, if I'm talking to somebody about you and I said, he did this, he did that... You get mad at me and, and this other person calls you and says, hey, you know, Brett used, used he when he referred to you. You could call the cops and have me arrested for wrong fucking pronoun use. That's what we're focusing on. 
you know, that, with that, you know, I think I talked about it on the last, but I got a side gig helping neuro, neurodiverse people, you know, finding jobs and stuff. And I actually ran into this issue on my email signature, you know, and, and <laughs> to credit to my bosses in case they listen to this, like, I appreciate you working with me on it, but you know, I sent over my, I made up a nice, you know, email signature just because I, you know, I like to be professional on any emails and stuff I send out that, Hey, I just want to get your approval for this has my picture on it, has all my contact information on it. And my boss sends it back and says, Hey, yeah. Um, the only thing you need to add is your pronouns. And you know, and for anybody out there, you don't have to do anything. I, you could claim it's against your religion, claim whatever you want to claim. I don't care. I'm just, I'm just an upfront person. And I just emailed, I mean, I emailed the, the management back and I just said, listen, that's not something that I subscribe to. There's a reason why I put a picture in my email signature so you can infer whatever you want to infer. It's not going to offend me, but I am not going to be putting that in my email signature. If that's going to be a condition of my employment, I should probably find somewhere else to go. And well, they ended up, no, 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 you know, it's okay. I, I totally understand. And I, we respect that, you know? And so, you know, but it's just, you run into this stuff. And like you said, there are so many names that people have called me when I have not been there. I am not, you are not liked by every person in the world. No. You think my, you think me telling you, I want to be called he, him is going to keep somebody from saying, Hey, asshole did this. He's a <laughs> fucking dick. You right, know, that guy, right. That guy speaking his mind, God, I hated some of his takes. Man, he smells like patchouli or whatever. You know what I mean? Like people are just going to talk about you how they're going to talk about you. And it's like, if that is the biggest concern in your life, you really, you really have nothing going on. Like you got nothing going on. Exactly. Because you're, you're making, you're, you're, you're making laws surrounding vocabulary. I mean, let's, let's dumb it down to the fucking simple. You're making laws surrounding vocabulary. Okay. I'm pretty sure, pretty sure the police departments and the justice system has plenty to other to do with their time than to fucking criminalize somebody for their vocabulary. Okay. I mean, this is not 1984 just yet. I mean, we haven't gotten there just yet. Almost though. Now the next, uh, the, the next thing I want to talk about, uh, just, just a little South in Illinois. So the state of Illinois, I don't know if they passed it or they're ready to pass it. Uh, they're trying to pass a bill that allows illegal immigrants to join the police force. So non-U.S. citizens have the right to take the freedoms of U.S. citizens. Now, you being an ex-cop, how does that sit with you? With you, with them, with you, I'm so, I'm making assumptions, right? Because I have not read the bill. So I'm just going to take assumptions at face value when you say illegal yep. immigrant, okay? Do they know the actual constitution? Do they know the difference between tort law versus criminal law? Do they know the difference between what is a civil matter versus a criminal matter? Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Like there's certain things that are contained within our constitution, our bill of rights and things that you can't infringe on. But if you don't take the time to become a naturalized citizen, which part of taking that test is understanding the Bill of Rights and understanding the Constitution and understanding the amendments that have been put in place. That's all part of becoming a naturalized citizen that you and I, well, at least until re at least until recently, right? I don't know now with some of the stupid curriculum these school districts have, but you know, up until recently, we used to get basically taught that throughout a long period of time in our upbringing within our school systems. Yep. So if you don't know those things, how can you actually enforce the law? 
You can't. Like, how can you understand when somebody makes an actual threat versus like a veiled threat? So that, just a real quick example. When we were in the police, when I was in the police department, if somebody said, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'll, I'll do something. Right. So you and I are, you and I are beefing on the phone and I said, you know, what's going to happen. You know, you say, what are you going to do? And I say, you know, what's going to happen. I used to get calls all the time and people would be like, that's a threat. I knew I want to file a threat complaint. That's not a threat. Now I say, I'm going to come over. I'm going to stab you in the face with a fucking soldering iron. Like that's a threat. Because that's a direct threat about an action that I'm that I'm I'm stating I'm going to take on you, correct? Right. So if you don't know those little nuances, you know, in terms of like free speech and what you can say and what you can't say because you're not a naturalized citizen, how can you enforce laws like that and and know that you're a hundred percent righteous? Yeah. Well, on top of that, you know, you you know, I don't know if you've ever uh, been in another country. We were in Belize quite a few years ago, and we got shaken down by the cops driving a fucking golf cart where the cops wanted us to pay money because we had open containers in a golf cart, right? And until we told the cops where we were staying, they were literally going to take us to jail unless we paid them cash. So is that what Illinois is going to turn to? You get pulled over for a traffic stop, and the the cops going to take you to jail unless you, you know, grease his palm for a, with a hundred dollar bill or something. Uh, this is Biden's America. So probably 500 bucks, but you get my point. Like, are we now, are we now in a bribery state to where you got to bribe the cops? You got to have a fucking speeding ticket. I don't know if I ever told you this story, but we went to Tulum for my 21st birthday and we were a bunch of white boys down in Mexico. We were supposed to have a, my, uh, my friend that was, you know, fluent in Spanish, you know, George, uh, he was supposed to go with us, but he ended up not being able to go for some reason. So we had a whole scheme, dude. <laughs> we had a whole scheme. I'm like, listen, I ain't going to Mexican jail. We we're all 21 dumb, you know, full of testosterone, didn't give a shit. We had a whole plan, dude, <laughs> where if we would have got pulled over by the cops and we knew that we were all going to go to jail, we were going to we were going to run the risk, but we were going to beat the piss out of them and try to make it to the border <laughs> before they caught us. <laughs> and so, you know, but I but it just ties in with what you're saying, right? Like I, you they they know the structure of law enforcement, the way that you do law enforcement in, say, Iran, or the way that you do law enforcement, even in, say, Ukraine, right, is not how we do it here. Right. It's not, right. there's not that, you know, and you're just going to go backwards. So you had the whole defund the police movement because of the levels of corruption. I'm doing air quotes for people that are listening, right? And not a lot in, because we're not doing video, but we, we have defund the police because the police are so corrupt and they're doing this and that. What do you think this is going to breed? What do you think happens in Mexico? What do you think happens in Brazil? What do you think happens in El Salvador? Why do you think these people are coming here? Right. It's not that difficult. Like you put, you know, it's, I guess a two and two plus two doesn't equal four anymore. It equals five, but you know what I'm saying? It's like, mm -hmm. it's like you want, you want, what is the saying? You want your cake and eat it too, right? You want the cops to be lovey-dovey, everything in this country, but then you want to put badges on a bunch of people that come from these communist countries that are used to being able to do whatever the fuck they want to do to the citizens and having absolutely zero repercussions for any of their actions. Yep. Tell me how that's going to go over. Right. Can't agree anymore. But uh, uh, here's the thing, though. The, the other part of this is they say, well, you know, we need to open up these positions to these people because we don't have enough recruits coming into the police force, which is a, which is a, a, an actual problem right now. You talk to any of your cop buddies, their their recruits are down, the military recruits down. I totally understand it. But it, 
You wouldn't have that fucking problem had you not fired all the good cops during the 2020 defund the police fucking movement, or or I shouldn't say fired them. You ran them out and you made their job so goddamn difficult that they decided, hey, it's better that I don't do this because I don't want to lose my lose everything I've I've got, put my family in a homeless shelter because I made I, I made a judgment call on one call and got fucked. Right. Then in 2021, these same cops that you wanted to defund, you decided, hey, we're going to fire you if you don't take an experimental fucking gene therapy that we're ta- that we're calling a vaccine for a virus that you would have survived without the vaccine because the vaccine didn't fucking work. So now you're in this position. Which brings us now to Chicago. Got to love Chicago. These people in there, they're freaking, I, I just don't understand where they come from. So Chicago's homelessness is so bad that they're trying to <clears throat> build homeless shelters or take over hotels and turn hotels into homeless shelters. And the way they're going to pay for it, Dustin, the way they're going to pay for it is to increase property taxes on Chicago resident homeowners. So if you're responsible enough to own a property in Chicago, if you rent a property in Chicago from, a, from any landlord, your housing cost is going to go up because they're raising your property tax to pay for their homeless problem that they perpetuate. What I mean by they, the politicians in this city perpetuate the homeless problem, no different than here in Denver. And their solution is let's penalize the responsible people to pay for the irresponsible actions that we are perpetuating with the homeless population. Did you see that they want to house migrants in Central Park in New York? Yeah, let's ruin Central Park. Great fucking idea. The one piece of like land and around that entire area that you can go and actually kind of be outside and have park, you know what I mean? And like be around trees and, yeah. you know, healthy shit, right? Like let's totally just, it's like, it reminds me of what was that? It was, uh, ah, what was that? James J. Braddock, that boxing movie when they were, you know, all the, with the great depression and everything. And they had all the, oh, yeah, the f- shanty town in there, right? Yeah. Cinderella man. Yeah. Is it, is it, is it any different than that? No. I mean, it, it's, it's coming close to that. It's coming real fucking close to that. These tent cities and every you just look at these tent cities and everything that are going on right now. And it's, I just don't see any difference in it. No. And then, but then, but then, and I know that you'll we'll probably touch on this a little bit later, but I just want to tie it in. But then you'll hear somebody come out and say how well the fucking economy is doing. I, I'm glad you brought that up real quick, man. So I got this, uh, every morning I get economic updates from a couple of my uh, investor partners that we work with. And you and I are both in the housing industry. So you're going to love this. So I'll just read this uh, quick paragraph here. So last week, the Federal Reserve raised interest rates by 25 basis points, making a 525 basis point uh, in, in cumulative tightening over the last year. Despite recent inflation showing signs of slowing, which it's not, and I'll talk about that in a moment, and economic data suggesting a slower pace of hiring, economic growth remained relatively robust. The main driver of that economic growth is the American consumer. Consumer spending remains high, not as high as inflation, but high. And if you look at a graph of consumer spending, it's off the fucking charts. And consumer spending uh, is directly correlated to consumer debt, which is the highest it's ever been in this country. So the Fed decided to raise rates yet again in a very expected move. Just to put that into perspective, the combined impact of higher rates and higher home prices have driven the cost of financing the typical listed home to more than $250 or 12.4% from a year ago. One year ago, 
The cost of financing a home has increased $1,100 or 96.5% from June of 2020. That's nearly the cost. That's nearly double the cost in just three short years. Now, did you, did you pay attention to what I just read there? That in 20, if you look at the cost of financing a home in uh, June of 2020 to today, it's up on average $1,100, an $1,100 per month increase, which is if you, if you correlate that to inflation, that's a 96.5% increase in inflation in your cost of housing on a monthly basis. I believe it do. I told you that's it's crazy to me what is becoming uh, normal for some of the poor people that we deal with now. Yeah. Right. When you have people that literally tell you, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't mind saying what I pay on this, on this, I have a, you know, a pretty good size house and, and, you know, you, you kind of know our layout of our house is, you know, it's, it has like a detached garage type, but it's nothing like crazy big, but I mean, we don't pay over 20, 2200 a month. Right. I have people right now getting in houses half the size of my house and they're like, Oh, 3,900. That's not too bad. That's better than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Well, this, and it's yeah, crazy. You're, you're absolutely right. And this is not just a home ownership issue. This is even renting because of where property taxes have gone. Not only, not only nationwide, but it's specifically in Colorado. When you look at the cost of insurance um, nationwide, you know, Try if you own a property in Florida, trying to get homeowners insurance on your property in Florida right now is almost non-existent. Um, so you look at all these other ancillary costs that contribute to that, and you think, okay, well, yeah, these these homeowners are getting screwed. But think about if you're renting. You know, the the landlord, if you if you rent a a home, that's either owned by a, a large conglomerate, probably BlackRock or Blackstone, or an an individual uh, property owner. Okay. Well, if their cost to maintain that property goes up, what I mean by maintain is if their cost to own the property goes up with homeowners insurance and property tax and whatever else comes up, they're not just going to eat that cost. They're going to pass that cost along to the tenant, right? So this cost of housing overall is ballooning to a point that is amazing. And it drives me nuts when I see these fucking unemployment numbers come out and they're like, oh my God, look how low the unemployment number is. And all these businesses are hiring. And it's like, you know, what you should be looking at is how many of these new jobs that were quote unquote created, how many of these fucking jobs are side hustles? How many of these people are that have work are underemployed so they have to go get two or three jobs to just survive because of cost of things that's what's happening right now that's why the un- the unemployment number looks so low is because people are having to go get side hustles and you know they're talking this gig economy to to just make ends meet to justify for example if you own a home i was at home depot this morning i had to get a bag of fertilizer for my lawn how much do you think a bag of fertilizer these days costs? The bigger bag, the 15,000 square foot bag. That's well, that's probably close to 60, 70 bucks. No, that's what it was a year ago. $95 today for a fucking and bag I, of fertilizer. Yeah. And that, and that just brings up one point that I wanted to make. Like everybody, you keep seeing all of these, again, this is Twitter. I need to get the fuck off Twitter, but um, on Twitter, you know, you always, you see this new coin phrase this Bidenomics, right? Bidenomics or whatever, Bidenomics or whatever they call that. And it's, I just look at it and it's funny to see some of these people that comment on these things. And they're like, oh yeah, everything is so great. 
This is exactly what I said. So one of two things is happening, okay? Because food prices haven't come down. If everybody can just go to take two seconds to rewind their brain just a little bit, my sister and my brother-in-law literally moved out of the state because there was such an issue with the trucking industry not having product to send across the country because of all of the rift going on uh, and the residual effects from COVID and international shipping issues that we've had for several for several years now. Okay, that we saw all of the cost of even um, fast food industries, like say, like Chick Fil A. Like Chick Fil A was a great example. Like, and you know, we can go into like the killing of the chickens and all that kind of stuff. But nonetheless, you saw all these food prices rise. Right, everything rose to a certain level. And so whether they're affecting the government or not, either one of two things is happening. Either these major corporations that have basically swooped up all of these smaller little companies. I saw a graphic the other day, even like Burt's Beeswax, that's owned by some fucking major conglomerate at this point, like Colgate, right? Like all of these major commercial, these commercial outfits. And so have they dropped their price again? No. No, they haven't dropped their price. So if you're going to tell me that Bidenomics works, okay, then who's getting rich? That's what I want to know. Because either the corporations that you did the, the biggest transfer of wealth in this country, this country has ever seen is just continuing to grow at a massive scale and they're not dropping their prices back down to pre-pandemic levels or there's still crazy inflation going on because you keep sending $100 million a fucking month over to Ukraine. Well, here's the deal. And I want to touch on the Ukraine thing because that's a good segue. But to stay on this inflation thing, what people need to realize when they say inflation is slowing Okay, so what are we at? The last month number came in at what, 4.5%, 4.6%, whatever on average, right? And I always tell people, you need to actually go to the Bureau of Labor and Statistics website and break it down by sector and don't look at the fucking average because if you break it out by by sector, it's rather frightening. But that 4.6% inflation is on top of the inflation number last year, not in lieu of, right? So we had the inflation number last year that went up. What was that? Fucking almost but six, seven, eight percent, something like that. And now you tack on another four and a half on top of that. It didn't, it didn't go down. You didn't have deflation. You're, you're compounding the inflation uh, year over year on top of each other. That's how that works. And one, and one question I have for you, cause you're, you're really well versed in this. Is that, or is that not, I thought it didn't, it didn't um, include how household goods. I thought there's like a certain, there's certain things that don't play into that inflation number as well, yeah. like that they don't account for, right? There's a certain amount of like household goods and things. Mm -hmm. It's major commodities essentially that they're looking at when they're deriving these numbers for the inflation rates. Right. And so they're, they're not taking into consideration when you go to the grocery store and you got to buy Band-Aids and you got to buy, you know, shampoo and these other things. Like some, a lot of that stuff's not... It's not included in that figure. So they tout this, they go out there and they tout this number, right? You notice that gas came down for what, like a two week split. Oh, yeah. right? Some happened, some happened. There was a negative Hunter Biden story, I'm sure. And gas came down <laughs> or oil came down for a minute. And so, you know, it came down and everybody kind of forgets. And that's how short like people's attention span is anymore. But what they don't realize is that they're touting these numbers and these are, it's only the major commodities that we deal with. It's not going, it's not taking into account, you know, your, your leisure activities, your other stuff that you're, you know, that you're, you're accustomed to doing, um, maybe your alcohol, stuff like that. Like you're made, like it doesn't get, it doesn't get factored in. And so you're still dealing with crazy inflation on these, on these every week. I mean, if you're like us, we go shopping every week, right. For our groceries. Um, you're not getting that, that number has absolutely nothing to do with 90% of the things that you're putting in your cart. 
That's right. Well, and that's just it, you know, and, and you got these politicians and you got the media coming out basically telling you don't believe your lying eyes, right? Don't believe your bank statement at the end of the month. Don't believe what you see on your credit card statement every month because everything's just fine. If you can't make it, go get another job. There's plenty of jobs out there. Go get another job, right? Be that fucking perpetual hamster on the, uh, on the, on the, on the running wheel so that you can just barely keep up. Meanwhile, you're going to keep tacking fucking balances and tacking debt on top of credit card on top of credit card until finally, at what, at what point does that, does that, uh, the house of cards crumble down that Ponzi scheme is going to have to fall down at some point. Right. But Hey, aliens are real. Oh yeah. We got aliens. So before we get into the whole alien thing, you know, we, this week is, is rather interesting, right? So I saw a, a graph or a statistic and I don't have the specifics on it. I probably should have imaged it for this episode, but you know, every time there's a, a new Hunter Biden revelation or a new Joe Biden revelation, you know, they got him pretty much fucking dead to rights. I don't know why these fucking uh, Republican politicians in Washington are pussyfooting around the whole impeachment thing, but Every time something's released about Hunter Biden or Joe Biden, the very next day, they either indict Trump or they add more charges on Trump's uh, already existing indictments. And just this past week, now they're indicting him on January 6th, saying that basically, and I'm going to gloss over or summarize this, but basically his opinion was wrong. His staffers told him his opinion of the election fraud was wrong, but because he didn't acknowledge it was wrong, he was defrauding the United States uh, uh, of American citizens. Are you fucking kidding me? Somebody's opinion now is, is cause for an indictment, a federal indictment. Well, if they do, if they can do it to him, bro, they can do it to us. That's what, I, that's what worries me. Right. And everybody that's listened to us for any length of time knows that I'm not a Trumper. Like I'm not a Trumper. And I've said it, I've said it on previous episodes in the past. And you know, I think that he sticks his foot in his mouth. And if there was a better option, I would say I would go with that option, right? Like that's, that is what it is at this point, but you just find it eerie. You find it eerie. What was his name? Aaron. What was his name? Aaron Butler. Or who was that guy that just testified? Devin Archer. Devin Archer. Sorry. I don't know. I was looking at Twitter earlier. So maybe <laughs> I got the names mixed up, but uh, Devin Archer. So he comes out and then mysteriously these new charges come out, you know, the, the, this was another distraction I just want to touch on because it, it goes right in with this. Who gives a fuck who's snorting Coke in the goddamn white house? Like that's my biggest, that was like a big thing with me. Like I know everybody was like, we got to find out. You had all these Republican shills that are uh, in Congress. We got to find out who's snorting Coke in the white house, bitch. You were snorting, you were snorting Coke in your frat house. your entire before you ever thought about getting into politics. I don't want to hear that shit. Like the there are bigger things in the world going on right now than Hunter Biden slapping it slapping some stripper's ass and snorting coke like i don't care i do right. not give a shit well and here's the reality the biggest concern with hunter and joe biden is the fact that money was flowing through hunter biden through his shell companies to pay or or grease the palms of joe biden to make policy decisions that's the ultimate fucking problem. Let's let's eliminate the whole uh, hookers and crack and cocaine and all this other shit. Let's eliminate all that, you know, because he's just a, de a de degenerate piece of shit. Let's focus on the real problem here. The real problem is you have a family selling out the United States of America to line their own pockets. 
And there's and some of these Republicans are complicit, bro. Yes, like, and I just that's, want to say that. And that's why, that's why you're not seeing any sort of movement in the House of Representatives. You're, you, you've got a couple loud mouths in the House of Representatives saying we need to do something. We need to do something. You got Matt Gates and Marjorie Taylor Greene and you know Jim Jordan. You got Tom Massey saying we need to do something. So fucking do it. At what point are you going to stop saying we need to do something and you just fucking do it? And the reason they're not going to do it is because what you just said, they're all complicit. They all play the same bullshit game. It's all the same quid pro quo. You donate to my campaign or you grease money or, or you send money to this person and I'll make sure the vote goes your way. They all do it. It's all corrupt. And that's why it's never going to happen. If, if we want to play a little whataboutism, if any of this shit came out about Donald Trump Jr. or Eric Trump, Donald Trump would have been, would have been impeached five times over by now. And you damn well know it. Well, let's just take it a little bit deeper. When I say they're all corrupt, the, we've had bills that were presented in Congress for the accounting or audit of the funds going to Ukraine that got voted down. Everybody can go look this shit up. You can go look who voted for it and who didn't vote for it. Why do they not vote for that bill? Why would you not want accountability when you're sending money to a foreign fucking country when you have people that are hurting in the United States so bad? Why? Because they're all benefiting from it. They're all getting a kickback in one form or another, or they have a previous kickback or they have their donors that they're responsible for and their in their their packs and everything else that they need to make sure that they keep happy so they continue to vote these bills down to audit the money because it's going to show a level of corruption that we 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 can't even fathom at this point there's also been bills that have been presented in there where that people in Congress, serving in Congress, or their direct family members can't trade or buy or buy or sell stock that got voted down. Why would that get voted down? Why do you need to do that? There's been bills that have been presented for term limits that didn't even make it to the House floor. Why? Because they're fucking corrupt, dude. Every last one of them. Crenshaw, Rubio, you want to, I'm just being fair here. We all know that the left side, if you watched any of these hearings with the FBI whistleblowers, you know how corrupt the left side is. That, that's just, that just is, a, uh, you can just take that. Right. That, that, that's just a give me at this point. Right. People that I have a problem with now are the people on the right side that are gaslighting a bunch of people, making it seem like they give a fuck and they don't give two shits about anything that's going on to the common person like you and me. They care about what money is flowing back in. They care about getting reelected because they know they can sit in there just like Joe Biden did for 40 fucking years and increase their wealth from a $125,000 a year payment all the way to being worth over a hundred million fucking dollars. Right. That is the truth. And so anybody that wants, and this goes back to my very, my initial comments that I was talking about when I was saying that and I have such a problem with how politicized everything has been in this country. None of these people have your best interests at heart. None of them. Nope. And that includes Jim Jordan. And I've spoke highly about Jim Jordan in the past, but he is the first one to get on Twitter and say, oh, this makes me so mad. You are literally leading the Judiciary Committee right now, but yet nothing has happened. Yeah. Nothing has happened. 
Yeah, we, no charges have been brought against Eric, Gar- Eric Garland. No charges have been brought against any of these these FBI. Who who is it? Uh, is it Christopher Ray or just Ray? I know Christopher it's Ray, Ray. Right. You don't have any charges going against Ray for blatantly lying in Congress. You don't have any charges going against Fauci for blatantly lying in Congress. You have zero accountability. So guess what? At this point, none of you get my vote. The only person that I'm willing to vote for at this point is people that are willing to sign those bills that I just talked about. Mm -hmm. That's the people that I will vote for. And I don't give a fuck if my vote gets burned or not. I don't care. Because that's the stuff that needs to happen if we want to truly have a free America. We are not free. We pay over 60% of our income in taxes. We are not free. Yeah, now you're going to get some pushback of people saying, no, I don't. I pay 20%. Nah, you're not paying attention because you're you're talking about federal income tax. You're not talking about state income tax. You're not talking sales tax. You're not talking ownership tax. You're not talking your fucking licensing fees. You're not talking all these other bullshit taxes that you have to pay. That ends up being about, I think you're being generous at 60%, honestly. I'm sure. Yeah, but hey- just like you said a minute ago, we have aliens. We have aliens. Now, here's the thing. Now, anybody listening to us for any amount of time knows I like a good aliens conspiracy theory, right? I love the idea that there could be fucking aliens. But, but there's a fucking reason they're putting it out for everybody's consumption and publicizing it and doing congressional hearings and putting it on the news it's not just because they're trying to be open and transparent anymore. No, no, no. They're putting it out there to put it in your consciousness so that the seed has been planted, right? The seed's been planted because that's another, that that's another chaos experiment. That's probably going to be, we're, we're all going to be subjected to come 2024, right? It's, it's nothing but a fucking distraction. They bring out aliens to distract from what's happening in Ukraine and the, and the bottomless pit, the bottomless fucking money pit that's going on in Ukraine, right? They bring out the aliens to distract from what's happening with the Biden family, right? With, with what we just talked about with Hunter and Joe Biden and the straight up selling out of the United States of America. They bring out aliens to distract everybody from the shit still happening with the COVID vaccine. When you've got fucking, uh, NFL football players, KJ Hamler, just this past week had to basically step away from football because he was diagnosed with pericarditis, a healthy young man, a speedster of a wide receiver, all of a sudden has pericarditis has to step away from football. The Broncos wave him. The Broncos should fucking pay him his full salary for forcing him to take that goddamn jab. But hey, let's ignore all of that because we have these UAP hearings and we got the UFO hearings and we might just have aliens. Does anybody else think that that's just such a total fucking distraction? Well, there's two, there's two other things that's going on right now. Do you want to take a guess or you just want me to tell you? Might as well just tell me. WEF, World Economic Forum mandatory climate lockdowns coming. Did you see that story? Yeah, you're talking about Klaus Schwab's ugly-ass daughter saying that regardless of what people want, they're going to be forced to lock down due to climate change? And you know how they're going to do it? CDC, we've talked about this. We talked about this over a year ago. CDC just applied to have overall arching authority to handle any, like, pandemic or major major, uh, emergencies pertaining to health or safety. So what would that encompass, do you think? Viruses, extreme cold, extreme heat, 
uh, rainstorms, hailstorms, tornadoes, no weather at all, blue sunny skies. That can't be good. That's climate change also. So if the CDC control over it controls basically any of those, uh, I'm doing air quotes again, emergencies, which I, w- I believe that they're trying to say climate change is falling under that emergency at this point. If you don't think that you're an idiot, but they're calling it climate uh, boiling now or a glo- oh, yeah. global boiling instead of global warming. On a side note, don't you like how all these stupid local newscasters now, you know how it used to be a green background and they would do the temperatures? Now, have you noticed? But have you noticed now it's always red and yellow? Red and purple. Yeah. 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 94 degrees. Oh my God. It's the darkest maroon you've ever seen. It's summertime. You have, the, you have the WEF that basically controls the CDC and the CDC that wants overarching authority across the world. Now, just one quick question on that. Do you honestly think even if they controlled everything, that China is going to abide by the CDC? Absolutely not. Do you think that Iran, do you think that Iraq, do you think that, I mean, Phil, Russia, I mean, do you think any of these other countries are going to abide by what the CDC says? No. No, we're going to be the dumb fucking morons left out in the cold with our thumb in our ass because we're going to give a power to a bunch of tyrants and they're going to come across and they're going to make these sweeping legislation decisions or legislative decisions, and they're going to basically force us, and it's going to be people that we were talking about throughout this whole episode, the, the gullible, distracted, brainwashed idiots out there that are, okay, well, you want me to take my fifth jab? Okay, yeah, right. I'll do that. I'll, I'll be good. I'll be a good minion. I'll be good. I'm going to be a good worker bee. Let me just 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 leave me alone. Let me let me drink my 12 pack a night and watch the Monday night football game because that's what's the, that's the most important thing in the world to me. Right. But hey, it's just, yeah, but hey, let, let let let's be focused on aliens. Now here's the thing. I'm all you know, again, I like the idea from a science fiction standpoint. I think it, you know, it just it, it's something that's always intrigued me, right? But to think that the, the United States government is having these hearings out of the goodness of the heart because they need transparency. They want transparency to the American people about this. You are dreaming. That is not at all what is happening. They are putting that in your consciousness so that at some point they can institute fucking Project Blue Beam and hologram, put a fucking hologram in the sky of some UFO flying that doesn't exist, you know, and then all of a sudden they're going to have a military plane f- probably drop a fucking bomb on a building and then they're going to say, Hey everybody, we we're being attacked by aliens. Go inside, turn on your TVs. We'll tell you what to do. And by the way, we're going to mail your fucking ballot in for 2024 because it's too dangerous to go outside. You might get abducted by an alien. Well, anybody that doesn't think that we have the technology, bro, to, I mean, Joe Rogan's talked about, you know, I'm a Roganite. He's talked about it a million times. They have drones now that go just as fast as any jet you can think about. They have, I mean, they have technology that we couldn't even fathom at this point. And if you don't truly believe that, then again, you're just, you fall into the category that I was talking about before, because you know, they're, I get that this comes off as paranoid. I get that this comes off as like the whole conspiracy theorist, you know, whatever they want to call, you know, people like you and I that, you know, make assumptions and, and kind of put the dots together and do those things. Like I get that it comes off that way, but is that, are we the, are we the problem or is your gullible sensibilities the problem? That would be my question to those people. Right. I have, right? A- you're the, they're the ones that believe in the abominable snowman and go out to Antarctica and then find out that he's fucking real. 
<laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? And go, I didn't think that would happen. Oh my goodness. I have a high dose of skepticism when I see shit coming from the United States government, right or left. I sit there and look and say, okay, what is it that they are trying to distract us from that they don't want us paying attention to? Right. And maybe that's, maybe that's an ignorant way of thinking, but going through what we went through in 2020 to today, and even honestly, before then, how can you think anything different? You know what I mean? At some point, coincidences can't happen that often. At some point, coincidences become, huh, maybe that's, that's actually a conspiracy, not theory, but a conspiracy, right? Fact. Yes. And people should really wake up. And luckily, luckily, there are so many memes going around about these UAP hearings and these UFO hearings to where people, I think, are just, they're just not buying it. They're like, yeah, this is all, this is all theater. This is theatrics. This is utter bullshit, right? Which that's what we all should be thinking. Now, if you go out tonight and you see a nice big UFO, all I would say is, I'm not sure you even believe what you see. Well, and if you do, here's my thing. And somebody asked me this the other day. He was asking me, he's a good friend of mine. He's asking me tongue in cheek, but he said, you know, what do you think about these UFOs? And I said, UFOs are the, the least of my worries. Okay. This is why I'm going to tell you why, because communism kills you slowly. It takes your soul away mm -hmm. and slowly pulls everything out of you that it can possibly fucking drain out of you until you die. Okay. If we get attacked by aliens, I would like to think that it was like, World War Z or, you know, or one of these, like the Tom Cruise one, War of the Worlds, you know, where they're just like zapping people and you just disintegrate and it's nice and quick and you're done. Like, I'm not, I'm not worried about that. If that kind of crap happens, that kind of crap happens. Do you really want to be here at the end of days? Not really. Like I'd be good. Like I've lived a good life. Like right. I'm ready to go meet, I'm ready to go meet my maker and, and reunite with the people that I've lost in my life. Like I'm good with that. I'm more terrified about these common issues that we're dealing with right now, because like I said, I like my soul. I feel like I have a soul. And when I start to get communist principles pushed on me and I got my bank accounts draining at a rate that I've never seen before in my lifetime, and I have the housing market that's looking like it's going to, you know, have more issues coming up here in the next couple of years and just all kinds of stuff going on. That is what worries me because that's a slow death. Yep. That's the slow death that nobody wants. Well, and you, you, you made a comment that I wrote, made a note here um, that I want to talk about. So people need to realize that for every invisible threat that comes at us, communism is a solution. Here's what I mean. 1970s global cooling, when that didn't happen and that it was actually shown that the, that the earth wasn't cooling at all. You know, the existential, th existential threat in the 1970s was global cooling. Oh my God, we're going to a fucking ice age. Then in the 1980s and 1990, oh my God, we have a hole in the ozone layer. Stop using your Aquanet hairspray because the aerosol hairsprays is cutting a hole in the ozone layer and we're all going to burn to death. We're all going to die. Global warming. Then when it was determined, well, shit, the temperatures aren't really increasing. We need to, we need a rebranding. Now we're going to call it climate change because guess what? If it snows, if it's cold, climate change. If it's hot and it rains, climate change. If you got fucking tornadoes and hail, climate change. Everything is climate change. And the solution to climate change is what? Communism. We got to control how you spend your money. We got to control what you watch on TV. We got to control your freedom of speech. 
That's the invisible enemy. The invisible enemy in 2020, which none of us saw coming, was fucking COVID. A tiny, tiny little fucking virus that we were told was more deadlier than it was, right? A thousand times more deadlier than it turned out to be, right? Now they're putting in our consciousness that we have this next invisible enemy, this next invisible threat in that there's aliens, and we got to be we got to be worried about it and these aliens i saw this thing these aliens now they've they're they're going to come here and they're going to they're telling us that we have to change our ways because our ways are causing climate change and these these incredible sophisticated beings from another planet are here to save us and the way to save us is communism seriously that's th- this is literally what everybody is is buying into right now i don't think so You've said it all right there, bro. I don't know. You know, like I said, I, my biggest thing is, is if you're not willing to look at things critically, you're, you're missing out. Like you're missing out and you're fucking your kids. Right. I don't, that, uh, the biggest issue that I have, and I've told this to several people that are close to me in my life. Why do I care with no kids about the future generations than more than these parents do with kids? Right. You're willing to put your kids in an insurmountable amount of debt you're willing to give away the freedoms that you have enjoyed your entire life and it's my generation my generation sucks my generation has totally dropped the ball on looking forward because my grandparents guess what they would have not put up with this my great-grandparents would not have put up with this no but we're dropping the ball and guess what? We're not going to be the ones that pay for it because everything is like a, a wave, a tidal wave. And it takes the time. It was no different than when we saw, like we said, the production issues that we started to see, you know, from not having overseas materials being shipped, you know, at the same times and, and, you know, issues at the ports and all that kind of stuff that didn't happen at the height of COVID that happened several months past COVID, just like a wave. Mm-hmm. And all of this spending we're doing right now and all of these decisions that we're allowing these dumb fucks over in Washington, D.C. to make and in the state house, because I think Polis is a dumbass as well. But nonetheless, all of this is going to be a tidal wave for when our the next generation of kids, the kids I coach and the kid, your your child. And, you know, the children, my my niece and nephew, they're the ones that are going to bear this burden, not me. Right. Not me. Don't kill people like me before it's all said and done. It's not, I'm not worried about that. That's right. Well, and I agree with you. I just wish people that actually had more, that had skin in the game with children and um, that sort of thing actually paid a little more attention to it and actually cared a little bit more about things and just got a little vocal, right? Just spoke up a little bit more, you know, stop being afraid to, to speak up and put shit out there um, and, and, and make your voice hurt. But one other thing on aliens, and I got to thinking about this. So these, these, these beings are supposed to be so fucking sophisticated that they can fly through the universe, right? Go through wormholes and fucking interstellar travel and, you know, they can bend time and all this shit. Super sophisticated to get from whatever planet they're coming from to the earth. But then they get to earth and they forget how to fly their fucking flying saucer and they crash. <laughs> Seriously? That's what we're believing? Well, again, this is my final point on this, but uh, you know, I don't, I look up in the skies. I'm a, I'm a simpleton. I call myself a simpleton. I look up in the skies and I realize that it goes on for infinity for all we know, right? There might be an end. We can't get there. 
you know, but it, it goes on for infinity. To think that we were the only planet and, you know, I've become a little, a little more religious in the last couple of years, but even with that being said, if you think that we were the only lucky planet to have microorganisms that figured out how to bond together and then produce life and do all this stuff. If you think we're the only planet in infinity that's going to do that, you are a moron. I'm sorry, but you are a moron. There are other galaxies. There are other solar systems. There are black holes within black holes within black holes with more stars. You really... For the people out there that maybe didn't get this in school, you realize that we are just revolving around the sun and the sun is a star. So when (laughs) you look up in the sky, what do you see? You see a bunch of stars. And so to think that we were the only ones in all of infinity that had, you know, the wherewithal on this planet to have the perfect soup to have, you know, organized life on it, you are a moron. I am sorry. You are a moron. That is not anti-religious. That is just saying that maybe it is greater than anything that we can ever perceive. Right. Well, my whole thing, when I make the, when I made that uh, last argument I did, I don't want people to think that I don't think there are aliens. I just think that if there are aliens, they're going to be more sophisticated than to travel the distances they got to travel to come to our planet and then just crash their fucking craft. Just, you know, think about that. Like, it does not happen. Number one, though, or, or, or the other piece is, if they're so sophisticated, why would they try to communicate to us? That'd be like us going out in our, in our yard and finding a fucking ant pile and trying to find out who the leader of the fucking ant colony is and how to have a conversation with the ant colony. Like, that, that's not going to happen, right? Well, they don't even have a dick. Like according to all the, according to all the movies, none of them have a dick. So how are you going to like, that's, how do you- that's because my real philosophy on aliens is it's us and it's trying and we've evolved with the, with the whole gender movement and all the technology, our eyes had gotten bigger, heads had to get bigger, bodies got smaller because, well, we don't need to hunt and do anything with strength anymore. We have machines to do it. Right. And because of all the gender identity thing, it wiped away our dick. And I honestly think that they're, that, that it's us coming back from the future to here, maybe in a DeLorean, possibly trying to figure out at what point did we fuck up? I like that one. That's a good one. That's what I think. And I thought of that one night after smoking two bubble joints. <laughs> that'll do that to you <laughs> that'll do it all right dustin man it's been great uh great times brother i appreciate you um for everybody out there listening please support dustin in his fundraising um endeavors that we talked about at the beginning of the podcast you're going to be running a total of close to 60 miles man i wish you the best that's good luck for you brother um, but let's, let's do everything we can to support them. I supported you last year. I will be supporting you this year. Um, you just tell me the tally of your mileage and then I'll, I'll, uh, definitely make that donation. And then for anybody out there, if you support the podcast, please support Dustin and his efforts. And with that, everybody, uh, well, first of all, Dustin, do you got anything you want to say before I close it out? Nope. Just thank you, brother. And I just want to reiterate to everybody out there, make sure you share this with everybody because Brett's, Brett's working his tail off. I'm a, I'm a subscriber to your, your podcast that you got going on. You've been doing great things. You've been having some really cool people on, um, t- having some good stories and, you know, some different, 
people coming from different parts of life, man. And I really enjoy uh, the content you're putting out there. So I would just implore everybody out there to please share Brett's podcast. Um, and thank you for having me on and let me talk about this. It's going to be painful tomorrow, but uh, nonetheless, we're still looking forward to it. And like I said, you got to go everybody out there. I would just challenge all of you go out and do something outside of yourself every now and then go out there and do something that scares you a little bit. And, and I think that uh, we got to make the most out of this life because if these dumb fucks keep doing what they're doing, we may not get these opportunities forever. So make sure you're, you're taking advantage of it, but thank you, brother. That's right. I, I appreciate you, everybody. Uh, as every episode, please do me a favor. Please rate us uh, or review us on whatever platform you're on. Please share this with any family or friends that you might not have shared this with before. And with that, everybody, thanks for listening. Be defiant. See ya. See ya.